This is Detective Andrew Norton, serial number 5295 of the Seattle Police Department's Traffic Collision Investigation Squad. Um, so the reason why I'm calling, obviously, is uh, in regards to the duck and uh, bus collision that occurred on September 24th. September 24th, 2015 on the Aurora Bridge in Seattle. We begin right off the bat with some breaking news out of Seattle. A Ride the Ducks vehicle has plowed into the side of a Bel Air charter bus. Ride the Ducks, an amphibious tour company that takes tens of thousands of tourists around Seattle each year, and a North Seattle College bus full of international students slammed into each other. That horrific accident on a major bridge in Seattle, a bus full of college students colliding with a tourist duck boat Four people were killed, dozens more injured, many of them critically. This is a major, major collision here with a huge human toll as well. Both lanes are blocked. This is sound from cell phone video footage. A student happened to be taking out the window of the bus at the time of the crash. It's really tough to listen to. The update here is four people now confirmed dead by the Seattle Fire Department, 44 transported to area hospitals. I'm hearing that this was so violent that people were thrown from the bus, that it was torn open. It was like I was in slow motion, bouncing off of things. The duck bus came across my lane and hit the, the other bus. It all happened so fast. Emergency responders fled to the scene. It was the biggest mass transit disaster that most of them had ever participated in. And as we've been saying, 90 firefighters responded to this scene because it was considered so horrific. They did triage. They set up a, a localized triage center Emergency right Emergency crews have set up a triage. They separated dozens of people into categories. Red, yellow, green. The red patients being the most critical. Uh, we continue to see more and more people being pulled out here on stretchers. Four were um, had passed away already here on scene for DOA. We've transported 44 patients to a variety of different hospitals here in the Seattle area. With eight in the end, five people died. Four at the scene and one at the hospital. Over 60 more were injured some of them very badly. Dozens of firefighters raced to save lives as victims lay bleeding in the roadway. This is a very violent crash. As you see, how many people are being treated here, one after the other? And several dozen more people suffered more minor injuries. It was among the deadliest crashes in Seattle history and certainly one of the most far-reaching. So many people were injured, so many impacted, it's estimated about 90 in total. Among the five killed were three young college students and one mother of two teenage boys. You know, even the shatters of glass were like slow motion coming Stunts. out. Stunts. You could smell blood. I've never seen carnage like that before. I, I mean, if you were looking at a disaster movie, you would think that is over the top. But that is real life, and a lot of people are going to be asking uh, a lot of questions. There's an investigation that needs to take place. There is no fast way to move forward on this. Ride the Ducks Tour Company releasing a statement expressing their condolences and saying they will cooperate with the investigation and that safety is their highest priority. Now, so part of why I wanted to talk with you was because uh, you were 
listed as the captain of Duck 6 on September 20th, 2015, at least according to the inspection form that I saw. Does that sound about right? I Yeah, I was driving that duck, I believe, two days before the accident. Okay. This police interview with former Ride the Ducks captain Sarah Chido is part of a public record. One of thousands of pieces of evidence, hundreds of depositions, and nearly a million documents that came out of three years of investigation by a number of government agencies and a lot of attorneys. Because almost immediately afterward, it became clear that the Ride the Ducks vehicle, the half-truck, half-boat that's been running these really popular land and water tours in Seattle for more than two decades, also known as a duck boat. If you haven't seen Seattle from a duck, then you haven't seen Seattle. The Ride the Ducks vehicle was the reason for the crash. These duck boats, as you know, are very popular with tourists, but witnesses say the driver of one lost control with fatal results. The day it started out pleasantly enough. Duck Boat 6 left in the middle of the morning on one of its many daily tours of Seattle, loaded up with 36 passengers from all over the world. The sun was out, everyone was having a great time. The duck boat looped around downtown and started heading north over the Aurora Bridge, a six-lane highway in the middle of the city that rises about 170 feet above the water. Meanwhile, a charter bus full of foreign exchange students, also from all over the world, were also getting a tour of the city, organized by North Seattle College. They were taking photos, eating snacks, and heading south on the bridge. But an accident like this doesn't just happen out of nowhere. The two vehicles didn't just collide. The bus and the boat were heading in opposite directions when the duck swerved. The duck boat lost control and began swerving all over the place. He started overcorrecting. He started going towards the barrier. He got too close, and so he overcorrected. It veered into oncoming traffic in the opposite lane, slamming into the school bus. And it didn't lose control because the driver was speeding or distracted or incompetent. I did everything I possibly could, and to no avail. There was never a real mystery about what happened. The freaking wheel fell off the vehicle. Karen Kohler is a partner at Strip Matter Kessler Kohler Moore, a personal injury law firm based in Seattle. And that was due to, obviously, some, some something mechanical. Uh, we didn't know exactly how bad the misconduct was or where it actually uh, led to. She and her team and a whole lot of attorneys from a number of other law firms formed a group and launched a massive lawsuit against Ride the Ducks of Seattle, Ride the Ducks International, which is where Ride the Ducks Seattle gets its vehicles, and the city of Seattle and the state of Washington. The lawsuit had 43 total plaintiffs and went to trial in King County in October 2018. It was one of the longest trials in county history. This podcast is about that trial. It's about how this accident happened, about who it impacted. It's about Ride the Ducks, and more broadly, about these so-called duck boats. It's a story that goes way back to the middle of the 20th century, when the boats were originally created as military vehicles during World War II. It's a story that stretches across the country and the world. My God, that's going down quick. 13 people died when this duck boat sank in just seven minutes. 24 hours after that young woman was killed. 17 people, including some children, lost their lives. A barge hit the boat and two young sightseers died. More than 40 deaths are connected to the duck boat since 1999. This is Trial Insider Ride the Ducks, a production of Strip Matter Kessler Kohler Moore. 
the lead law firm representing the plaintiffs in this case. I'm Sarah Bernard, an audio producer based in Seattle. Representatives from Ride the Duck Seattle and Ride the Ducks International declined to comment for this podcast. The crash on the Aurora Bridge in Seattle on September 24, 2015, was a tragic accident. But it wasn't only an accident. Of course, no one wanted it to happen. And of course, no one predicted it. But according to three years of investigation and a four-month public trial in King County Superior Court, it might have been predictable. One of the things that I saw on your daily inspection sheet was a notation that was made in the driver's comments section. Here's Detective Andrew Norton again, interviewing Sarah Chido, who'd been a duck boat captain with Ride the Duck Seattle starting in January 2015. And a couple of days before the accident, she'd been driving Duck 6, the vehicle involved in the crash. Uh, yes, I wrote that I had the mechanics come and look at the duck because it just didn't feel right to me. There was something unusual about it. I was unfortunately going over the exact same part of the bridge where the accident had happened. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking at it as being women's premonition at this point. I had a really weird gut feeling and we were trained, if you have a weird gut feeling, you go with it and you don't ignore it. I had a weird gut feeling that there was something wrong with the duck. There was maybe something going on mechanically, she thought, but it was hard for her to describe what was wrong. I felt like it was hitting especially hard. Hitting, I hitting felt what? Like, I felt like as we were driving along, every time we hit a little bit of bump, that it just felt like it was amplified, like the sound of going over the bump. It was weird, whatever it was. So she stopped the tour and called the Ride the Ducks mechanics. They went under the duck. They didn't see anything wrong. And so I continued my tours that day. But I made a note because it was such a, a, I didn't understand what was going on. And I, I wanted the mechanics to look again. But because she still didn't know how to describe the problem, and no mechanic had found a problem, when she brought it back to the shop that day... They were like, well, you said that the guys already came and looked at it. And right. I was like, yeah. And they're like, well... We've already, you know, we've already tried. We've already, we've already tried to diagnose it. They're like, you know, these things are old. They're going to make funny noises. Which is kind of a key point here. These are really unique vehicles. And though they're significantly modified and refurbished, they have a lot of the same parts and design as those used in World War II. And I said, yeah, but I made a notation because I, I just I felt like it was particularly odd today. I don't know why. And they said, well, we're just going to have to, you know, basically wait to see what breaks and then we'll fix it since, you know, we we can't find anything. And and now I feel like that was not an appropriate response. But I guess that's kind of how we deal with things. if If it's broke, we fix it. What's your takeaway then with regard to the company's you know, safety practices for both maintenance and training from what you've seen then? I felt like they did the best they could. We all knew that we were driving 70-year-old vehicles. It wasn't as if safety wasn't important at the company, Sarah said. Both the drivers and the mechanics had a long daily checklist they'd go through to make sure everything was working properly. 
And if it wasn't, they would never send a duck out on a tour. But because this time she couldn't give the mechanics anything specific, and they couldn't see anything specific, it was easy enough for them to chalk it up to the age of the vehicle. She scratched out that driver comment she made about that gut feeling. And nothing happened. It's really just, you know, this needs to be fixed or else no comment goes on there. That's exactly what I mean. I knew um, that they existed because I live in Seattle and you see them. This is Karen Kohler again, lead attorney for the plaintiffs in the biggest lawsuit, and eventually trial, to come out of this accident. Ride the Duck, she says, is pretty visible. It's been a tourist attraction in Seattle for a long time. Riding the ducks. They're a little daunting because they're so big. And um, I would see them typically downtown. I was walking and um, it's a pedestrian, right? They're just large and people are hanging out of them and they're quacking and making loud noises. Baby even quacking. <laughs> So if you see that, do it right back at him, okay? Make a fool out of yourself. I noticed that it didn't really bother me. Um, I wasn't as aware of the routes they were taking or the fact that they were on the Royal Bridge because that's not a bridge that I often take because I don't like it. Um, But that bridge, people go very fast. So what's a vehicle like that doing going at almost highway speeds? Like, why would that be a route that would be a good route? And like a lot of people in Seattle, she does remember September 24th, 2015. I think I was in trial. And I didn't know um, until later. And I think maybe even the judge, someone said something about it. And uh, I'm pretty sure I Googled it because Aurora Bridge, you know. Um, and that's how, we, how I found out. And it was a horrible feeling. And they didn't really have a lot of details at first. Uh, But we saw the pictures, and then, of course, it stopped all traffic for the rest of the day. And um, it was just... As I turned my head, I heard the driver say, oh, no. The images are devastating. The casualty count staggering. Veered out of control, and then we hit this bus here and uh, just spinning around. And people were being thrown out of the duck and things like that. At first, people thought the duck people were the worst hurt because they were, they were 11 of them were thrown off the duck onto the ground. They rejected um, the people that were driving that saw it, just saw the duck um, it going into the bus and they started seeing people being ejected and thought that those are the people that were uh, most seriously injured. Uh, and some of them were very seriously injured, but all the people that died were the students. Because when the duck went into the bus, it just it, it, it rammed him to death. The bus, full of North Seattle College students on their tour of the city, had stopped at Gasworks Park, just north of the Aurora Bridge, some 10 minutes before the crash. Here's Karen describing that in her opening statement at trial. They were getting to know each other, to meet each other. Friendships were being born. People were deciding who to sit with, who not to sit with, where should we sit. Decisions that would haunt them and will haunt them for the rest of their lives. When it comes to a major injury accident like this, where people lost their lives, where others experienced major injuries that will affect them for the rest of their lives, 
Of course, there's a question of who's at fault. Why did this happen? How did this happen? And who should pay? While the National Transportation Safety Board did determine early on that it was the duck boat's fault, it would come out over time that there was a long list of things that happened to both cause the accident and to make it as horrible as it was. There were accusations of negligence all the way down. And the city of Seattle and the state of Washington were among the defendants in the lawsuit filed by Karen and her team because of the structure of the Aurora Bridge. Not only is it a really pretty fast-moving highway in the middle of the city, but it has traffic crossing in both directions and no median barrier to speak of. Who was responsible for putting a median barrier on this high-traffic Seattle bridge? That barrier may have helped the day of this devastating crash. The angle of the duck will be very important because it relates to what would have happened if there had been a median barrier. Would it have gone over? No, it would not have gone over. Would have been redirected just like all median barriers would do. The city and the state, it turns out, had been seeing a lot of accidents on the bridge and recognizing the need to improve safety on it for a long time. In 1993, in a letter from the Seattle Engineering Department... As far back as 1993, Seattle had proposed constructing that median barrier. But the state needed to pay for it. Or at least, that's what Seattle thought. And so, nothing happened. After the accident, the city and the state and the two Ride the Ducks companies, Ride the Ducks Seattle and Ride the Ducks International, were all served with a number of lawsuits, not just the one we're focusing on here. In June 2018, for instance, before this trial began, the city and the state settled with a dozen plaintiffs for a total payout of $4.4 million. The city earlier this year settled with 12 victims' families. In this lawsuit, there are questions whether the city and state could have prevented the crash with safety improvements on Aurora Bridge. The trial officially began on October 1st, 2018. A civil lawsuit has begun against Ride the Ducks Seattle. The duck boat companies, state and city, are all facing legal trouble. 43 plaintiffs are suing Ride the Ducks Seattle, Ride the Ducks International, the city and the state for damages. As today's trial starting over the September 2015 deadly crash is expected to last four to five months. That's what the jury has to figure out throughout this trial. That could and it was unique in a lot of ways. We went and did our first day up in the courtroom that we're going to be in for the rest of the trial. Karen's daughter, Alicia, recorded a few conversations with her mom about the trial just as it began. This is that audio. Which is the presiding courtroom in the King County Courthouse. It's rare, Karen says, to be in that courtroom. I said, well, when's the last time that there was a trial up there? And they said, years. As far as I know, the last civil trial was a case called the tobacco trial that happened in the 1990s up there. And what's even more rare? Going to trial at all in a case like this. You know, I never thought that this case would go to trial. I hoped it would, but I really uh, didn't really think it would. Uh, and the reason is because most cases like this, they settle uh, out of court. You don't see a big case like this, a plaintiff case with this many people, with this type of a tragedy, going to trial because the defendants, their insurance company is no better. Uh, but in this case, there were some real uh, weird infighting, I guess, among the defendants. And uh, they never were able to get their stuff together to settle the case, which was fine with me. Okay, Mom, so what was the synopsis of the day? Well, today we argued motions. I guess the thing that's most remarkable about today 
was just watching the defense lawyers going after each other. Mm. Yeah, like Ride the Ducks International and Ride the Ducks Seattle are blaming each other. So they were attacking each other in front of the judge, which is just kind of surreal. Each defendant tried to distance itself from the others and the blame. The fact is that no one's taking blame for what happened. It's been two and a half years and no one is taking blame for this incident. The blame game continued as lawyers from every party, local Write the Ducks, the parent company Write the Ducks International, and the attorneys for the victims all blamed the other for the resulting crash. Write the Ducks in Seattle hired their own employees, hired their own captains. The two Write the Ducks companies involved here, Ride the Ducks Seattle and Ride the Ducks International are, of course, closely related. But they are independent businesses. Ride the Duck Seattle bought its vehicles from Ride the Ducks International, which is why each one blamed the other for a huge accident caused by one of those vehicles. It was kind of a mess, and the full story took years to discover. You have these two corporate defendants. You have a state and city who are blaming each other for a situation on a highly a traveled public roadway that hasn't been dealt with for decades. And you have all these people that were injured and killed. So I think it's important that we know that this tragedy has faces and has stories. And these are students that we will miss here at North Seattle College. Meanwhile, Ride the Ducks Seattle and Ride the Ducks International have both long said that safety is their highest priority. The owner of the Ride the Ducks tour company says his vehicles have clean safety records. We pass with flying colors all the time. We go way above what is ever, ever required by the DOT or the Coast Guard, way above it. Safety really is supposed to be the, the, the largest concern, even though we're also paid to be entertainers. The entertainment is supposed to be put to the wayside anytime you've got an anchor, you know, a hankering that you, you need to focus on the road or focus on safety-oriented things. We're just devastated by the fact that people were injured and hurt and lost their lives in this, in this accident. This is Ride the Duck Seattle CEO Brian Tracy speaking to reporters three months after the crash. Uh, and there isn't a moment that we don't, and I mean we, all 130 people that work here, that don't think about that. Right after the accident, operations had been halted at Ride the Duck Seattle, while Washington Utilities and Transportation Commission did an investigation. Tracy said that he will not return any of his fleet to Seattle roadways until each and every vehicle passes an independent inspection. He says he wants to make sure that those vehicles are well-maintained, roadworthy, and safe. What I've been doing is focusing on making sure that the UTC and all the governing bodies get everything and anything they need to come to a decision that this company is safe and has a great track record and we should be allowed to get back up and running. In mid-January 2016, they were. Ride the Ducks Seattle is back on the road, offering tours again for the first time since a tragic accident killed five people on the Aurora Bridge. We're thrilled, absolutely thrilled that we're back up and running. City officials required Ride the Ducks to add another crew member to each boat. The city of Seattle required that from then on, every Ride the Ducks tour have two people in charge, a driver and a tour guide, so the driver could focus on the road. And the tours stopped going over the Aurora Bridge. Hi, I'm Brian Tracy, President and CEO of Ride the Ducks of Seattle. And right before the trial began in 2018, 
Ride the Duck Seattle put up a video on its website explaining its safety procedures once again. And to assure you that safety is our number one priority. Then, every day before you ride your duck, they are inspected by both a qualified mechanic and its captain. Karen put up a fight about that in court, and they took it down. saying that they were the number one, they were, their goal was to be the best, safest commercial they, They're setting in the, the standard across the world. But our goal is to have the safest commercial vessels and vehicles in the world. They took it down as soon as I filed the motion last night, and then uh, the judge was going to talk about it, and then gave But the point is, how exactly does a company so devoted to safety and safety procedures and vehicle inspections have an accident like this? As we started talking to people to figure out how does this happen, you just come up with this big wall of defensiveness. And uh, what we found out was like, where does the buck stop with safety? If safety is everybody's responsibility, then who's in charge of safety? And who exactly is to blame and how much? after an accident like this. And can a company and an industry that's been operating in Seattle and across the country and the world for decades come back from something like this? I haven't been with the company long enough to really understand okay. how this could happen and, and, and if you guys can please prevent it from ever happening again. <laughs> that's what we're all working on, I think. My clients would like nothing better than to shut that company down. Both of them. Trial Insider Ride the Ducks is a production of Stripmatter Kessler Kohler Moore, the lead law firm representing the plaintiffs in the 2018 Ride the Ducks trial in Seattle. Representatives from Ride the Ducks Seattle and Ride the Ducks International declined to comment for this podcast. This episode was produced by me, Sarah Bernard, and the story editor was Whitney Henry Lester. Engineering help from Mike Todd. Music in this episode was by Septa Helix, Kevin McLeod, Nocturnum, and Reuse Noise. And our theme music is by The Insider. Special thanks to the team at Strip Matter Kessler, Kohler Moore, who helped make this case happen. Karen Kohler, Andrew Ackley, Jessica McClure, Debbie Watt, Garth Jones, Melanie Nguyen, Lisa Benedetti, Mike Todd, Ryan Monahan, Brad Moore, and Patty Sims. And a huge thanks to the co-counsel, who also helped make this case happen. Tim Loringer, Alex Chun, Richard Benedetti, Matt Dubin, Arthur Laritz, Melissa Carter, Bradley Johnson, Brian Krikorian, Doug Phillips, Anthony Marsh, Dan Williams, Zhang Yi, Jeff Hightower, David Robang, David Kim, Patrick Kang, Chris Jackman, and Bohan Decker. To learn more about the Ride the Ducks trial, visit stripmatter.com. And to listen to all of the episodes in the series, visit stripmatter.com slash podcast. Or search for Trial Insider Ride the Ducks on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or most places you get podcasts. Thanks so much for listening.